You are listening to my dad's cool podcast called Crypto's J Means Business, sponsored by JS Tax Corporation. He will talk about tax issues regarding small businesses, cryptocurrency, and whatever pops in his beautiful mind. Was that good, Daddy? Hello, you are listening to the Crypto J Means Business podcast series. My name is Jamal Solomon, a.k.a. Crypto J, in which we talk about taxes, cryptocurrency, small businesses, how to teach the babies about money and or anything that enters this beautiful mind of minds. Um, we all know that ain't nobody want to listen about taxes for 15 minutes in a row. So, you know what? I'm just going to keep it simple, short, and if you ever need any more questions, you can email me at jamal at j-a-m-a-a-l at J-S Tax Corp. And also, you can visit my website at taxitandforgetit.com, and I do a lot of stuff on social media, so there's ways to find me. So, for the next probably month or so, it's going to be all about tax season, you know, yeah, it's not my favorite topic to talk about, but it must be talked about. And today's episode, we're going to go over what should nonprofits know about filing a taxes, you know, basic tips. So we're just going to go over some basic stuff. All right. The most important thing that you need to know that if you're a non-for-profit, your tax returns are due the fifth month after your closing years. Now, do remember if you have a non for profit, some non for profits in on the calendar year, which is December 31st. Therefore, the tax returns are due May 15th, and some go on the fiscal year. For example, let's say you have a tax exempt organization and you know the IRS recognizes as a tax organization but your fiscal year ends november so if your fiscal year ends in november then it's five months after so basically your your tax returns will be due on april 15th so make sure that don't you know you don't have the same april 15th uh deadline like the individuals Okay, now what, what what is some stuff that you should know, especially if you're a new non for profit? Let's get to some tips. Here's a good one: make sure that your volunteers know what they're gonna duck. That's very important because sometimes people think just because they give time or money that everything's deductible. The main thing that they need to understand is that it has to be unreimbursed by you guys. So let's say somebody uh drove a uh, drove your your you know your student somewhere but you reimbursed them the gas money and everything like that that is not deductible you gotta let them know but let's say they did it from the kindness of their heart you know the, the irs has certain car and transportation expenses and stuff like that all right another thing important thing to understand it has to be directly connected with volunteer services now it can't be that they are cool with you and they are high school buddies so they went to visit you and you know you're trying to be slick and say oh those are volunteer hours now nah, it has to be directly connected so let's say and i'm just going to use the example a lot car expenses 
So let's say it was to drive um, back and forth because your program uh, drove somewhere for a competition and the kids were competing. All right. It has to be incurred only because of the volunteer services and not personal and living and family expenses. Listen, guys. Yeah, I know when something's not right. Don't try to be slick. The IRS really don't audit a lot of um deductions, but you know what? You, you never know. So if you know that this really wasn't for volunteer and, you know, you was just dropping off your kids from baseball, don't do it. Come on, guys. All right. So another good expense is travel expenses. Travel expenses, you can have sometimes um, organizations have volunteers fly or drive or buy food out of pocket. That could be deducted. But the main thing, if the organization reimburse any of those money, any reimburse expenses are not deductible because that's kind of like double dipping. You don't want to do that. Now, let's say you need to do some. You need to wear some uniforms and stuff like that. The the volunteers, they need to wear uniforms that they can't wear anywhere else. And I'm not talking about a business suit because a business suit, you can wear anywhere. You can wear it to a funeral. You can wear it to your prom. You can wear it on your, your date with your wife or your girlfriend, whatever the case may be. So we're talking about a, like a uniform uniform. Like the only way you're going to wear it is because you are volunteering with that organization. All right. Here's another good one, people. Know when and how to acknowledge charitable contributions or donations in lesser terms. You know, every donation does not have to be acknowledged in writing. Yeah, you may be a nice person as a founder of the organization or executive director. And you're so happy that somebody gave you $15. You say, you know what? I'm going to write them a letter. But, you know, that's really out of the kindness of your heart. You don't really need to write an amount that small. It's usually any amount over $250. You need to do, uh, you need to give them a written receipt. So, like I said, just know, and sometimes the rules change, the number amount change. If anything, especially if my $250 mark is incorrect, just go to the iris.gov and they will have all this information about written acknowledgement. All right. Just know that you don't need to write a letter to everybody that gives you something, you know, it has to hit a certain amount. So if people giving you a hundred dollars, $15, yeah, it's good to acknowledge them, but you don't really, you're not required to give them. That's the best word. So I'm not saying don't write them to the letter because you know, People giving money is, is always a blessing. I'm just saying that it's not always required by the IRS. All right. Here's another thing. Make sure you document all donations and expenses, no matter how small it is. Don't assume that just because something is a $50 expense that it won't get you in trouble if you ever get audited. Because, listen, a lot of times miscellaneous expenses add up. So, yeah, you may spend $25 here, $10 here, $50 here, but by the end of the year, next thing you know, miscellaneous expenses is $5,000, $10,000 or these little small expenses. So, yeah, it's small and it's annoying, but 
you know what, this is when it is time to use maybe some of the donations that you got to purchase uh, accounting software like QuickBooks or donation management software. It will save you major headaches in an audit. And always remember that all your tax returns, if you're a recognized not-for-profit, is public information. Therefore, anybody could look at your tax returns. So don't put yourself out there. You know, do the best type of bookkeeping that you can because not only are IRS audits are a headache, always remember that every citizen could look at your actual tax returns because if you got tax exempt status, that means it's public information and we have the right to look at your tax returns. And we know there's haters out there that might nitpick and find something or, you know, so protect yourself, people, protect yourself. Okay, another one is, another tip is, make sure to include any money raised through crowdfunding. That's the new thing now, crowdfunding. You know, a lot of people is getting a lot of money. Um, and that's a good thing because technology is, is both good and bad. But um, make sure that you're following the donation tax laws. We're not going to get all into it, like I said, because they know I want to hear about taxes for 15 minutes. Get out of here. But when you have, you know, when you're doing crowdfunding and you have a board, make sure that you have this discussion, that you're following the tax laws and all the other stuff. If you have an accountant, that's another person to consult with because um, with technology, you just got to make sure that everything's run well. And like I said, everything could be audited publicly. All right. And here's my last most important thing. And I know this is going to sound selfish, but hey, it's the truth. Come on, guys. Seek professional tax help. And I'm talking about qualified professional tax help, not just because you like the person or the person is your father or your neighbor. Really make sure that they know the tax exempt tax law because it's very complex and tricky. So the last thing you want to do is hire somebody because you like they smile, but they doing everything wrong. So when you get audited, next thing you know, your tax exemption status is snatched because you haven't been doing the right thing. Now, the tax help don't need to be expensive. There are a lot of organizations that would do pro bono tax work help. But even with that, you got to make sure that the person knows what they're doing. All right, people. And I think my final tip is if you can't get the tax return on a due date, always remember to do the extension. All right. The, the IRS usually doesn't snatch your taxes in organization if you miss a couple. Now, if you miss three, then they have the right to um, revoke your exemption status. But if you know you're running late, go for extension, people. All right. So once again, people, I could be reached if you need further information or help or anything what I said, because I like to keep it short and simple. Intentionally, I could be reached at Jamal, J-A-M-A-A-L at JSTaxCorp.com. Also, you can look at my website, TaxItAndForgetIt.com. And um, if you look at the description of my podcast, you can see where all my social media stuff is at. So until the next time, people, peace.